0: Jazz yes and show. Alex, let's go bounce, all right? Flash, red dash, red ash, red ash, red ash. I'll get a chance to go on the ice and uh, rub elbows. There's a hundred manuals on how to get into the profession. I haven't seen any books yet on
1: how to get out. You know, I'm just a big, fat, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last.
2: We are back with another edition of the Cardinal Zone Podcast, our Mega NCA Tournament Preview Edition. Uh, once again, we are recording this on Wednesday, March 16th, in the year of our Lord 2016. I'm Zach Rassel, and with me is Tommy volton Irwin, and somewhat with us is Jake Powers. He'll he'll be talking somewhat, but not all. That I'm much. just gonna
1: sit over here and shake my head mostly. I'll be here.
2: We'll get Jake's Final Four picks later, and if he wants to contribute anything, he's more than welcome to. But anyway, Tommy, uh, to start things off, let's just discuss kind of Wisconsin a little bit and how you weigh their chances in this year's tournament.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because I think 7 is a pretty pretty accurate, that's pretty good seed for them, and I think in most years they'd be pretty happy with a 7 seed. But this Pittsburgh team is going to be a tough out as a 10 seed. I think they're probably the best, maybe the second best 10 seed on the board, and they really could be more like an 8 seed. So Wisconsin might drop in the first round. I'm taking them over Pittsburgh, but that's mostly just out of loyalty. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they drop.
2: I kind of feel the same way on that. That's uh, if Wisconsin wasn't playing Pittsburgh, I'd probably have them upsetting the maybe even upsetting a two seed if they were a 10 seed somewhere else. I do like Pittsburgh, so that's gonna be a real. It should be a really good game, a tough game for Wisconsin. And also beyond that, if they win, then you have Xavier, who while I do, certainly don't think is a bad team by any stretch, they did overachieve quite significantly this year, and they are as far as two seeds go probably probably the most vulnerable. I'd say. Yeah, when you have Michigan State's not vulnerable, Oklahoma's obviously the Buddy Hield's very good. Villanova's been great all year. So out of all the two seeds, I mean, if Wisconsin wanted to pick a two seed to be in a region with, it'd probably be Xavier.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Xavier's Xavier's pretty easily the weakest two seed in the field this year. And I think if Wisconsin does get past Pittsburgh, I think they'd probably have about the same chance of beating Xavier as they do of beating Pitt. So if they if they get by Pittsburgh, they could be looking at an upset in the second round.
2: Yeah, I would think I'd agree with that. For As far as the Badgers go, what do you think is their biggest key to not beating Pittsburgh and maybe upsetting Xavier and making some kind of run in the tournament?
0: So beating Pittsburgh, I think, is going to be all about, all about the guard play and more specifically about Zach Showalter, who's kind of disappeared in some big games, specifically against Nebraska, when I think he had maybe two or three points and he did not make a field goal. So he's done a lot of work in the off season and over the course of this season to improve his three-point shooting and his offensive capabilities but he still does have that ten- tendency to disappear at times and that's a real drag on the offense to have someone out there that's not really much of a driver and not making or even not taking shots when they know he can make them
1: okay that's something too I also based on what happened in Nebraska the way that Ethan Happ played I hadn't seen him play that way you know, since early on in the season when he would struggled with those issues with traveling, and he gets the ball and sort of has that bit of panic when he's in the paint. And I know they haven't, teams haven't really dropped the double on him as intensely as Nebraska did. I mean, as soon as he touched the ball, they had two guys on him, and it was he was truly just flustered um, when he got the ball. You could quite as, sort of see that panic, and he had a handful of turnovers in that game. Um, for me, I think that taps the key. Um, he's really their only sort of inside presence that they have, and and when he's you know, turns into a non factor like he did against Nebraska. They just become one dimensional. And when they're trying to kick the ball out, they're not able to hit shots. That's what Nigel said. He said they are ready and they are set up to, you know, take advantage of the double by setting up on the perimeter and then they just the shots weren't falling and that's where's the scoring then?
0: Yeah, and especially with those turnovers that he struggled with a lot in the beginning of the season and he had I think five or six against Nebraska. With a team that can run like Pittsburgh, they've got some pretty quick guards, you really can't turn the ball over like that, so that'll be a big factor.
2: Yeah, I think you're definitely right about haps struggles and there was a Greg Gard talked a little bit about this early in the week after practice, how something that definitely in the NC tournament and more specifically in the off season moving forward is he'd like to see him be more aggressive with the ball when he gets it. Like there's he said there were several instances against Nebraska where he got it and he was too timid. He had chances to you know go up, go for a layup or a dunk, or at the very least try to draw some contact and he got timid and you know, like you mentioned, he kinda got happy feed. Like he
1: had, oh yeah, the unintended <laughs> punch. Yeah. Uh, sorry, <laughs> but, Wait, but can that be a headline? Let's let's see how and, the first round goes, and maybe <laughs> that'll be a headline. But yeah,
2: he had struggles with that earlier in the year with traveling, and just you know, moving his feet too much. that gone mostly away, and I think you're right. Both right as far as big keys for them, especially with Hap. As I mean when they're, they're going to assume most likely that Pittsburgh is going to be doubling him in the post. Most teams have been doing that, maybe not as aggressive as, as aggressive as Nebraska, but most teams have been doing that to him. So they're going to get open looks from the top of the key, especially from the guards, and they're going to have to hit those shots to kind of force of force Pittsburgh, and if they beat Pittsburgh Xavier, most, I mean, assuming Weber State doesn't upset them, that they're going to have to force him to play up play perimeter defense and it'll give you know allow for more open opportunities for Haps and Hayes in the post now moving past Wisconsin Tommy last year you were uh, you had an article you had how exactly you decided this was some sort of some sort of metric that you told people to pick Georgia State in their bracket for an upset they did just that Um, we had you write an article again on upsets to watch who do you like this year
0: so, yeah, last year I uh, went about this a little differently. I looked more at, you know, n- uh, sort of widespread statistics that are different between underdog teams that win and lose in the first round. And so there were a bunch of them. I think turnovers, assists, field goal percentage were all up there. And all these teams that win were significantly better in those categories than uh, underdog teams that lose. What I'm doing this year is a more, more empirical approach to it. And I've looked at, sort of you know what the team's probability is to win relative to the average seed for that seed so the average team for that seed so for example South Dakota State is a 12 seed this year and say they have a 20% chance to win and the average team has a 25% chance to win you probably wouldn't want to pick South Dakota State in the first round and so what's really interesting this year is the 11 seeds which three of which look amazing and I actually have three of them as favorites to win in the first round so Michigan State, or sorry, Michigan, if they, yeah, Michigan and Tulsa, I believe, are both favored over Notre Dame. Wichita State is uh, basically a toss-up with Arizona, but they're slightly favored, which is amazing because Arizona has a really good team. And Gonzaga is also favored in the first two rounds, even should they play Utah or Fresno State in the second round, they'd be favored over them. The only one that doesn't look good is Northern Iowa. I think they have something like a 30% chance to win, which is well below average for, a, uh, for an eleven seed looking deeper at you know these even lower seeds the 12 5 upset looks pretty unlikely this year because they're all pretty weak and all those 5 seeds since most of them are big 10 teams that were slighted in the uh in the seedings the 12 seeds have pretty low shots of winning but the 13 seed in the south hawaii looks really good against california especially against a Cal team that has really, really struggled on the road and at neutral sites where they're 5-10 and 10, as opposed to, I believe, 14-0 and 0 at home. So that's a big one to watch.
2: That was interesting to me because I hadn't filled out my bracket yet before I read your article for the first time, but I just looking at the bracket, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, I like to look for upsets I'd like. I really like the Hawaii-Cal one for reasons, as you mentioned. And then I was looking at the, you know, because most people pick at least one 5-12 a year. And I mean, I don't commit myself to that, but I looked at all of them and I kind of thought you know none of these really stick out to me as a game that I think I would pick. I mean, at one point, Arkansas Little Rock really in the Air seemed like a team that I'd want to consider picking for an upset, but I really do like Purdue, so I didn't pick them. And yep. so, yeah, it's I mean, you never obviously you never know. It's it's March Madness.
0: Yeah, Little Rock. Little Rock is a really great team, and they're a really great, really great 12 seed. And I thought I had so many. High hopes for them going into the tournament. And then they drew Purdue, who is even more underrated as a five seed. So it was just a rough draw for them.
2: Definitely. And then as, uh, this has been a season that, you know, the, a lot of parity. It's just been a crazy season overall. But that being said, there is, seems like, you know, there's a top four, five, maybe six teams that really stand out as national championship contenders. Among all the teams in the field, who stands out to you as far as teams that can win a national title?
0: I think... I would be surprised if Kansas or Michigan State does not win a championship. Both of them have such great teams and such experienced teams that it would really be, I think, a big surprise. Even though, you know, there's been so much turnover in the top five, I would be very surprised if Kansas or Michigan State doesn't win. I think UVA has a really good shot, and they also have a really experienced team, and they play a great style, a style that I love, which is very slow and, uh, you know, deliberate basketball, and they shoot the free ball really well. You know, London Parentes and Malcolm Brogdon are great leaders for that team. But, of course, they drew Michigan State in the same region, which is, that's the best two-seed I think I've ever seen. So, that's a rough draw for them. I mean, that Tony
2: Bennett has to be so pissed off that, he, once again, he he finally, you know, they get the one seed. It seems like they're all in the clear, and they draw a time as Sure, it's not in the first weekend this time. But to get to the final four, they're most likely going to have to go through Michigan State again.
0: Yeah. Who, I mean, I- I mean who is in the who is on the selection committee that year after year... Is putting UVA and Michigan State in the same bracket like wh- who is that sadistic? I don't understand. I don't.
2: As Tony Bennett seems like a nice guy. Yeah. I
0: don't. What did he ever do
2: to deserve Tom Izzo in March three years in a row? I, I don't know. But yeah, that's definitely one of the would be the more one of the more highly anticipated Elite Eight matchups than I can remember in recent memory. I mean, there's like Wisconsin Arizona last year. Given what happened the year before, that's actually a, Arizona would, last year was a pretty trendy pick. A final four pick. A lot of people had them beating Wisconsin last year. Are you seeing any teams like that this year that maybe not a one seed or even a two seed that a lot of people are picking to get to the final four?
0: Uh, I'm not sure about well as far as a lot of people are picking them Kentucky has looked really really fantastic recently. I think right now they're up to number one in the Ken Palm standings in offensive efficiency which I was shocked to see but right now you know guard play dominates the tournament. We know this and they have two of the best guards in the country, and they have easily, I think, the best backcourt in the country with Tyler Ulis and Jamal Murray. And those guys can flat-out score the ball, and Tyler Ulis is one of the best defenders in the country. You know, his game really, really reminds me of Chris Paul. He's got a a killer mid-range jumper. He's got great hands on the defensive end, and he really knows how to find the open man. So I think as far as, you know, more low-seeded teams that are likely to make it to the Final Four, a lot of people are looking at Kentucky out of that East region.
2: And speaking of Kentucky, I mean, do you think there's a better potential second-round matchup in this bracket than K- Kentucky-Indiana? Uh,
0: I'm not sure I've seen one, no. I mean, I love I love Texas A&M going up against Texas as a matchup, but yeah. as far as best basketball, the best we're going to see is UK and Indiana.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely one that I've struggled with when trying to pick. And as of now, I have Indiana, and I don't like to make changes to my bracket, but I mean, I'm Really waffling yeah. over that one. I might have to switch it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, these are both teams that at points in the season have looked like one or two seeds, and they're four and five mm-hmm. seeds, which is crazy to me.
2: I mean, Indiana fans, they were very upset that they ended up getting a five seed at the outright pretension. Yeah, I mean, they had to feel like, and there's probably the case that the committee bumped them down to five solely for the purpose of pairing them against Kentucky. I mean,
1: I can't really think of any other reason Reasons why. biased, I assume, would have played. A bit of a role in that one, too. After they did get toasted by
0: Michigan State, and then they they left early in the in the tournament, so yeah. you could see. But even then, I mean, that the regular season, they didn't, like,
2: finish up poorly.
0: Yeah, no, not at and all. It's, yeah, it's, just one. it's this
2: year, more than perhaps more recent ones, it really looked like the committee was picking based off good storylines and matchups than in perhaps years yeah. past.
0: Which, you know, is fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very excited about, you know, there's a lot of matchups that have really interesting storylines, like that. Texas and Texas A&M matchup that I talked about. Mm-hmm. And then in the next round, it's possible that we'll see VCU and Texas, which would just be mm-hmm. so great to see Shaka Smart going up against this old team. I really love Shaka, and I think it'd be so interesting to see how those two teams react to that. And even there's I mean, there's some good
2: matchups, like where is it? Temple, if they beat Iowa, they would probably face off against Villanova and you know, the Philadelphia Big Five yep. matchup. They've never faced, or no, they faced, excuse me, they faced off once in the NCAA tournament like 40 years ago. But I mean, so. You know, to a certain extent, I'm fine with the committee doing that because those kind of things are great. Like last year, when I was in Omaha covering the first weekend that won the matchups there was Wichita State-Kansas, which, of course, the great storyline with that one was, I mean, they're both Kansas schools. Kansas had refused to agree to an annual rivalry with them for years. Wichita State finally got their chance in the tournament to face off against them and then upset them as a 7 seed when Kansas was a 2 seed. So, you know, those kind of storylines and those kind of matchups are always fun. And then Indiana, Kentucky, you know, they've ceased their annual rivalry recently. So you know, it's great to see them facing off against each other, most likely in the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah.
2: So now I guess we can move on to Final Four picks. Who do you have in the Final Four in your bracket?
0: Looking at it right now, I have Kansas. I think they're too strong for anyone to knock them out before the Final Four. Uh, coming out of the East, I actually have West Virginia, who I'm really high on this year, and I was very torn. In the Elite Eight between them and uh, and Kentucky, who I have beating UNC in the Sweet Sixteen, but I think West Virginia's get, just got too good of a team right now and too much momentum, and they look really great. So they're coming out of the East for me. I have UVA actually beating Michigan State in the Midwest to come in, to go into the Final Four, and you know obviously I toiled with that one for a really long time and looked at some numbers, and it seems like basically a toss up to me, and it just feels like it's time for this UVA team. You know, what are the odds they get bounced from the bracket in three straight years by the same team, after having a better team? Well, okay, I guess they don't have a better team necessarily than Michigan State this year, but the last two years certainly. And then, you know, they match up with Michigan State one last time before all these great seniors leave from both teams. You know, so it's really a toss-up. And I picked UVA because they look really good, and I love some of those players. Uh, coming out of the West. I have Texas A&M, who I'm really high on right now. I have them knocking out Oklahoma in the Sweet 16 and then Oregon in the next round. And, you know, it could be it could be Duke that they knock out or it could be Oregon. That's a- another game that I think could be just a toss-up, but Oregon looked really good in their tournament. Yeah. And so I think A&M did as well. They embarrassed LSU, and they played a great game against K- Kentucky, who's playing, like, one of the best teams in the country right now. So I do have A&M coming out of that bracket.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's... We don't have the exact same Final Fours, but it sounds like that a lot of our Elite Eight matchups are pretty similar. I mean, I still might change over. I have Indiana being Kentucky, I might change that one over yet. But I have a uh, Michigan State out of the Midwest. That one, the Michigan State Virginia Elite Eight matchup was really really tough to pick. And as you mentioned, sometimes those storylines are just too irresistible to pick. Like, how great would it be for Virginia? after you know, these past two years getting bounced in the first weekend by Michigan State, that they finally get to the final four by beating Michigan State, a team that's widely considered to be probably one of the top two national title picks. Then I also have West Virginia, really high on them, and that's, to me, felt like a pretty wide-open region oh, yeah. for the most part. They they're could see any of almost like five teams coming out of there, pretty much. South, Kansas, I mean, that's... It's a pretty tough region as far as number one overall seeds go, but I still think them. they're so great that I'd have a hard time seeing them lose before the Final Four. And then the West was the toughest for me, I think. Same. I ended up going with Oregon, just cause and kind of like you, I, was, I had A&M beating Oklahoma, but I wasn't so confident in them beating Oklahoma that I wanted to put them in the Final Four. I thought Oregon had an easier path for the Elite Eight so I felt safer p- putting them in the Final Four. And then in the championship game, I have Kansas over Michigan State. That one f- felt like a toss-up too, but again, to the Michigan State-Virginia game, not 100% confident in Michigan State being Virginia, so I feel like Kansas is the safer pick. How
1: about you, Jake? I'd like to preface everything I say uh, by letting everyone know that I actually won the Cardinals bracket <laughs> challenge oh last God. year with flying colors. It wasn't even close so mm-hmm. I, I just want to. Did you have
2: out. Duke winning at all last year?
1: Did I have Duke? I think I did. Because I'm heartless. I don't have a yeah. soul. Did you have, did you have Wisconsin in the championship
0: game? Yes. Oh, my God. But <laughs> I just don't have a soul. That's horrible.
1: I go for the win.
0: Were you rooting for Duke in the championship game against Wisconsin so that you would win the bracket? I was rooting
1: for Wisconsin, okay. in all fairness. I'm not, like, a huge Wisconsin fan, but I do have, like, a bit of school pride. So I was, I was pulling for Wisconsin. It's good to hear. That one, believe it or not, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'll just go through my picks real quickly. Uh, I have Kansas this year pulling through, uh, finally getting the Final Four. Uh, UNC over West Virginia in the East. That was a tough one for me, but thing think going with UNC, Michigan State, I think they're the best team in the country right now. I have them actually winning it all in my bracket, but they're coming out of the Midwest. And then the West was tough for me again, like you guys mentioned. Obviously, I didn't put as much time in as you guys. I didn't waffle as much as Zach admittedly did, but uh, I ended up going with Oklahoma. I still feel like they're one of the hottest teams Uh throughout the season, and, uh, yeah, I think they'll be in. And then uh, I have Kansas and Michigan State meeting in the championship, and then Michigan State taking it all.
2: And, yeah, Oklahoma, I mean, they're obviously a great team, and when you have a player like Buddy Heald, that can take you a long ways. Oh, yeah. At, At least, I mean, I think all of our Final Fours will do better than Lawrence was, to, who did he have in his, again? I forgot to write no. it down, he had Purdue, he, was he had Purdue was one, he had, he had then he had Temple winning the whole thing, Purdue, Temple, there you go,
1: yeah, well you can't just, you can't just discount the Owls in March, but yeah. I don't know, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's that extreme, so, I I feel confident that I'll beat more, and I also feel confident that
0: I'll win the whole bracket again, so okay, that's good, that's so good, that's good to toss hear, that out. Yeah, confidence matters,
1: I mean, I
2: was, I didn't know until now that you, I, mean, I guess I probably should have assumed that you picked Duke to beat Wisconsin, that's. That's cold. What are you saying? That is really cold. Uh, well. It's Duke. got to be no, in it to win
1: no it. No one likes Duke. <laughs> and the beat list. I like Duke. The $70
0: I won likes Duke. <laughs> okay. Oh, man, that's harsh. So, okay, if Kansas goes to the championship and they're playing, you know, whoever it is, UVA, Michigan State, West Virginia, Kentucky, UNC, it doesn't matter, and it comes down to the last possession, who takes the Mario Chalmers shot for them this year? Oh, boy.
2: That's a good question. Does it have to be a three? You you want to take Perry Ellis? I want to take Perry Ellis. It's
0: got to be a three. Oh,
2: boy. Then I don't know.
0: Okay, you're down two.
2: Then I'll go on Perry Ellis. Okay.
0: Down low? Little hook shot? Yep. All right. I'm taking Wayne Selden.
2: That's not bad either. I think he's
0: looked like a really... He's kind of faded at times, but he can score the ball, and he can shoot the three. Actually,
2: yeah, I'm a three. He's looked great. Yeah, that's actually definitely. They got a the lot country. of playmakers this year. Yeah, they're. I mean, that's perhaps the most complete team that Bill Self has had, and kind of that hasn't been too big of a thing this year. But I mean, he's kind of gotten some flack in the past for not going far enough in the tournament with the talent he's had. I mean, they've won what now twelve straight Big Twelve regular season titles. Twelve. He has one national title, and I think only one other final four to show for it. The year that they lost, when yeah, yeah. they lost to Kentucky in the championship game, and I think that's all the Final Four runs he's had. Which, given the amount of talent they've had, doesn't seem like that much.
0: While we're on the subject, twelve straight Big Twelve championship titles—is that the most impressive feat in men's college basketball? I think so. I mean, that's here at Wisconsin. Everyone loves
2: to point out the top four finish streak, which is really great. I mean, it's incredible. It's tied for the longest in Big Ten history, but, I mean, Kansas has almost done it for that long, and it's not top four. It's just They've been winning, w- winning the, at least a share of the Big 12 championship. And we're talking
1: about the Big 12 versus the Big Ten.
2: Yeah. Like, that's, no.
1: yeah.
2: And, I mean, that's, you know, perhaps at the start of that streak, the Big Ten was probably better than the Big 12. But, I mean, like, at least, especially these past couple of years, the Big 12 this year is the toughest conference I think according to Ken Palm, it's the I toughest that he's e- since he's been
0: recording. Yeah, it's it's a crazy conference this year.
2: And that was another thing too, is that that as talking about picking Oklahoma in the Final Four, and then my bracket would have had three Big Twelve teams in the Final Four. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't want to. I wasn't going to use that as a basis to like, oh, I can't have three Big Twelve teams in the Final Four. But I mean, it's definitely not outside the normal possibility that we see that. I agree. And also with Michigan State, perhaps this is finally the year that the Big Ten ends their national championship drought. When was Michigan State won the last one? I think in '99. Is that really? Yeah, a might long? have been, been 2000. '99 yeah. or 2000. I didn't realize it was that long. Or yeah, it was 2000 because they beat Wisconsin in the final. Mm-hmm. Four. Yeah, yeah. Yep, you're right. It's been a while. Yeah, that's. I mean, they've had. <laughs> Michigan State's gotten back once, I think, and they got destroyed by UNC Whatever year that was. You know, obviously, Wisconsin last year, but yeah, other than that, it's been a long time.
0: It's been a while.
2: But Outside of that, do you have any other, I guess, closing thoughts about the NCAA tournament this year? Uh,
0: I could talk about the women's tournament. You know? Who are your final four picks? Who are all the one seeds? That's my final four pick, too. So. U- UConn's winning it all. That's I got UConn winning it all. With an average margin of victory, about 25 for 30. Yeah. We got Notre Dame, Baylor, and South Carolina in the Final Four. And they're all one-seeds, so they... Is
2: that the four one-seeds this yeah. year? I mean, that's... When's the last time that they had a Final Four? I, you probably don't know this offhand. Last time they had a Final Four that wasn't all one-seeds. Dayton might
0: have made it to the Final Four a couple of years ago. And okay. they were like a six-seed. Okay.
1: okay. Dayton always seems Dayton, to find a way to screw Yeah, Dayton up. went
0: nuts. It might even have been last year. Or maybe two years ago. But nobody's beaten UConn this year. No, I mean, it's which is the best sports team ever assembled? I think. I think this is the greatest sports dynasty we've ever seen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think so. They have a chance to a decent chance, assuming that they finish it out this year. I mean, that they could threaten their win streak again. That the, what did that end at? End up at? It happens
0: every three years they yeah, threaten this <laughs> win streak because that's how long their win streak is.
2: It's just ridiculous. I mean, I know that there's not that much parity in women's basketball, but that still, to have one team be that good and for that long, I mean, and that's so much far above the rest is just incredible.
1: That's... You'll be spending a lot of time in St. Louis, uh, covering the first couple of rounds. What are you planning on doing in St. Louis?
2: I don't know. I need to find out what there is to do in St. Louis. I was there once. You could go in the Arch. I went up in the Arch. That's... it's pretty close to the... Uh, stadium? So. Are you claustrophobic or
1: no? no.
0: Where does the well, arch rank on lists uh, on top ten overrated landmarks? Top ten over. Well,
1: first I'd like to preface that with saying I am claustrophobic. So going up in <laughs> so the little elevators long. and going up in the little tiny like passageway that's like the viewing like deck or whatever is like curved. It's not right. It just doesn't feel good. So on my list, it's it's not too high. But, okay. Okay.
0: Uh, How does it compare with the Bean as a as an Illinois year, the bean
1: sucks more than the arch. Okay, <laughs> good. I'm actually technically staying in Illinois, right across the river. Are you staying in East St. Louis? What East St. Louis? No, it's some Illinois town. Really, it's across the Mississippi. East St. Louis is in Illinois. East St. Louis is in Illinois. They win the state championship every year. In oh wow! I
0: mean, I guess that's not as bad
2: as I guess Kansas City, Missouri, being the location of every Kansas yeah. City sp- pro sports franchise. That's true. But yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's, uh-huh. Figure out to say I don't know. I'll be rolling in there tomorrow afternoon. It'll be St. Patty's Day. Oh boy. I don't know.
1: Can't lose Zach. The game's. I mean, the game's at what time? Five oh five. Five on? fifty. Okay, I'm not gonna get like plastic drunk. <laughs> <laughs> see, if, if you can't get out of bed and cover the okay. damn game at I'll
2: yeah, it's five. I'll drive down.
1: I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna want to see the the other games beforehand. Fortunately, we only have one more month left of sports editing. So <laughs> If something goes terribly wrong, I guess they, they can just suck it up. Yeah. Also we'll edit rent, our own stuff.
2: Also, renting a car, which never done before. What mm-hmm. kind of car are you driving down? Um, I don't feel what It's a small car.
0: Did you get a stick Cheap. or automatic?
2: Automatic. I okay. don't drive stick. Uh,
0: I think they're cheaper generally. Are they? I mean, because fewer people can drive. I
2: suppose, but I mean, you know, the, the cost stuff, the cost I would say wouldn't be worth the fact that I don't know how to drive stick. <laughs> yeah, <on this> <laughs> but you can <laughs> pay for stick lessons. Learn on the fly with extra
0: money. <laughs> True.
2: But yeah, so. I don't know. St. Louis should be cool. I've never been to Missouri. Well, I'll be here. I so will be here. Great. Right? <laughs> right? Good for you. You'll be here. So if,
0: you're, if you can't make it to the game, it's just a short, what, eight-hour drive?
1: No,
2: not even six. six. You six. asked
1: Bobby what time <laughs> to leave to get there at a certain time. That was really yeah. funny. You're like, Bobby, it's like six hours to get there. What time should I leave to get there at a certain time? <laughs> like,
2: six like, hours before whenever you want to get there. <laughs> Thanks for the help. I was hoping you'd know like what time. Like I mean, I could take a guess at when rush hour is,
1: but like if there's better times of the day to get there. That was good. That was good. <laughs> well, I hope you make it. I hope that you you turn up on, on St. Patrick's Day and Same. that you wake up in time for the game on Friday. Me too. So. Yeah, that's, and if Wisconsin wins,
2: then, you know, I won't... I'm, I'm pretty sure that my the hotels. I'm saying I couldn't find any hotels where, like you could just get rid of days. Yeah. As you so I mean, I have to pay for four days regardless. So hopefully they make it worthwhile. Fingers crossed. Little Zach vacation. I like it. I think that's good for now for the Cardinals. <laughs> on,
0: for the Cardinals. <laughs> that on. sounds like a good place to wrap it up.
2: <laughs> Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, definitely. Keep following us at dailycardinal.com. We have a very comprehensive NCAA tournament preview up right now. We'll have NCAA tournament coverage as long as Wisconsin lasts in the tournament. um, Thanks for listening today, and remember to subscribe on iTunes.